Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. I have an invitation for you guys. If you are out there listening to this podcast, you love this podcast, then I really believe that you are going to love this community as well. I know for myself, every time I sit down on the mic, I connect to your guys's energy and it is such a beautiful community, such a beautiful space. And I truly feel a non-judgmental space. I feel safe and comfortable with you guys sharing my story, sharing my experiences, sharing all of me here on the podcast. And it is part of why I'm so passionate about bringing you guys together at experiences and in-person events. I think there is something that happens in these in-person experiences and events that is so beautiful and so magical because there are like-minded, feminine-identifying human beings coming into a space, coming together for a weekend to connect, to bring our experiences, to be fully seen and heard, to be loved, to be supported. And I know there are a lot of you out there that maybe don't have a big community or maybe you don't have anyone or maybe you have a community but you feel like there's something missing and you're feeling called to connect with people who are like-minded, people who are able to hear and see you or maybe just new people who don't know your past. I think there's something really powerful about putting yourself in situations that maybe stretch you a little out of your comfort zone. (laughs) I remember the first time I went to a retreat, I was terrified. I had this story that I didn't belong anywhere. I was really scared. But what ended up happening is I met some of the most amazing women who inspired me, who saw me, and who believed in my dreams and what I wanted to do in this world. So if you're craving that, I have two in-person retreats coming up, one in Minnesota in September, September 8th through the 11th, and then one in November, which is the weekend of November 11th. And 11-11, we love that. Um, I'm going to be co-hosting that one with my dear friend, Megan Toner. If you feel called to be in the mountains of Breckenridge, come to the November one. If you're maybe in Minnesota or near Minnesota, or maybe just want to experience the lake house and come hang out with us in the beautiful, I just visited, as I'm recording this, I just just visited the retreat house for the Minnesota one over the weekend. And you guys, it was the most incredible little spot that we're going to be. And right as I was pulling up to the house, a baby fox ran across the road with its mama. And I was like, hi universe, I see you. So the intention for both of these is different. Um, The Minnesota one, we're really going to be focusing on igniting your spirit. And to me, what that means is coming back to that playfulness, coming back to that curiosity, coming back to that like spark that lives within all of us. And I think some of us can lose that along the way. We can feel 
like we're going through the motions of life or that we're not fully connected, or maybe that there's just a deeper level of connection out there and available to us. And so this retreat is all about reigniting that passion, that fire, that excitement, that playfulness, that eagerness, that cleverness. I loved that the little foxes appeared because it was like how funny that like the sign of a fox is playfulness and mischievous and (laughs) clever and independence. And I just feel like that's such a connection to what we're going to be doing at the Minnesota retreat. And then at the Colorado retreat, Megan and I's intention for you guys is to reconnect, reclaim, and remember. And I think a lot of us have been feeling in and out of our clarity. And I can admit this for myself. It was like, there have been moments where everything feels crystal clear and then moments where everything feels foggy. And our intention is really to anchor you back into who you are and remember how powerful you are, how powerful your spirit is, how powerful your healing abilities are. Megan's a shaman. I think she does such incredible work. We are almost like opposites in what we do in the energetic realms. And I think it's going to be a really cool experience to have both of us in one space holding the energies and the frequencies in such different ways that really are going to complement each other. So I hope that you join us. I hope to see you guys there. Details can be found linked in the show notes, or you can go to www.shelbyrose.com forward slash retreat. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Razor Vibration podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Rose, and I am in honor of Pride Month coming in right at the end of the month. Um, I am going to share my experience and story of coming out as pansexual, um, understanding my sexual orientation, what I desire, what I'm, what's my truth, right? And I'm sharing this because maybe some of you, like I did, grew up in parts of the country and parts of the world where being a part of the LGBTQ community made other people around you uncomfortable. Maybe there was a lot of homophobia where you grew up, whether it was verbalized or internalized. Maybe you grew up in a family that was super religious. Like mine wasn't super religious, but like I grew up Catholic. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, And where you maybe even didn't feel safe to fully be who you are at your core, Um, I don't know why I feel called to share a little bit of my story. Maybe it's partially for me to process here with all of you beautiful souls. And maybe this will help someone who is discovering their own sexuality right now. So, um, for those of you that don't know my story, I came out, I think I was either 27 or 28, you guys, I'm so bad with 28. 27, 27. I think it came out when I was 27. I was like the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020. I discovered that I was also attracted to women. I had never really been around, um, like I had lesbian friends, but most of them were more feminine lesbian friends. I didn't have, I've never really had, so let's start here. I've never really had a lot of guy friends. I've always had more girlfriends than guy friends. And so I think naturally like the lesbians in my world were also more like feminine lesbians rather than masculine, masculine lesbians or, um, bisexual oriented human beings. I'm not going to speak eloquently. I probably will offend a few people with how my bad my verbiage is, but give me grace. (laughs) Um, and so like, 
I don't think I'd ever been around like super masculine women and never had the opportunity to be attracted to another woman up until the point that I was 27. So you can imagine my surprise when I was, um, you know, around this individual, around this person who was very masculine and a woman and felt there was desire there to explore with this individual. What I found was most interesting was that it took me about three weeks to admit that to myself after seeing this person probably two to four times a week, very consistently seeing this individual um, within a short period of time. And like knowing that every time I saw them, I was like, you know, getting the hots. I was nervous. I was like, what's going on? Um, So it took me a while to actually admit to myself that there was an attraction and desire there. The first night, (laughs) I'm sharing all the details with you guys. The first night that I admitted this to this individual, we, I, first of all, I had the worst pit in my stomach, nervousness, anxiousness. And there, there, now looking back energetically, there was probably multiple reasons why there was so much anxiety around this aside from the fact that I likely had internalized homophobia based on my life experiences, my upbringing. Um, We'll share some of those stories here in a minute. But (laughs) I had this pit in my stomach. I remember like wanting to kiss this individual and also feeling so anxious and so nervous and literally like someone had taken my insides and squished them into a tiny ball. There was so much nervousness. Again, energetically, maybe a forewarning about what type of person this person was, but moral of the story, we ended up kissing. I worked through the like pit in my stomach and we ended up dating. Um, So that was the first woman I dated. And I'm sharing that part of the story because I wasn't sure at the time while I was in this relationship, whether it was just this person I was attracted to Or if it was more of like a, I didn't have the opportunity to explore this because I really didn't have a lot of people in my world that were more masculine lesbians or masculine women. That process, um, the first probably month or two that I dated this person, I had extreme fear of telling my family, extreme fear of telling the world. Um, Not because... I've always known that my family will love and support me. They will not understand everything I do, but they will love me no matter what. They will blatantly disagree. They will reject some of the things I've done, but they will always love me at the end of the day. I know this. I have a very secure, somehow I ended up securely attached to (laughs) my family. I am avoidant in all other areas of my life, but my family very securely attached to. And so I I knew that like I could come out and they weren't going to like disown me as a daughter, but like, might make them uncomfortable. Um, again, because of where I grew up and the community I was in. And so it took me a couple months to come out. Finally, I met that I was seeing this, um, woman. And during that two month period leading up to it, I realized how much internalized homophobia I had, how nervous I was to go places, um, and 
think that people that <laughs> was living in California at the time, no one looked twice. Let me just tell you that. But I had it in my head um, that people were going to look, they were going to gawk. They might like over sexualize the relationship because that's a huge fear. I think, especially as someone who's dating a woman that it, the relationship's going to be over sexualized. Um, actually the first night that it was like, out and about with this individual, we had a couple come up to us and like ask us if they could, or the woman asked if she could be like a third and the husband could watch. So like very over-sexualized, like being a lesbian, I just want to say like way too over-sexualized. It's kind of disgusting. Um, let us just love in peace. If you like let women love other women in peace, let's leave it at that. Um, and so there was just a lot of like discomfort within myself that was coming up through that period. And I'm sharing that part of my story because I think it can be like, one, I think it's really normal. Um, and being a part of the LGBTQ community is like becoming so much more mainstream. It's a lot easier. I think it was a lot easier for me to come out in my late twenties than it would have been for me to come out maybe like at 15, right? times had changed. My location had changed the area that I was in. Um, I know there's still parts of the country where it is really difficult, but the places I've lived since I've been in my like adult adulthood have been very accepting, very, you wouldn't look twice at a lesbian couple or a gay couple or a, I don't know, you know, whatever formation of couple, a throuple, there's throuples out there, right? Like there's lots of different stuff that is occurring. That's a lot more accepted now. Anyways, moral of the story, a ton of stuff to work through on my own and realizing how much internalized homophobia I had that I felt so much shame around because here I am <laughs> trying to be like a loving human being and realizing I had all of this internalized that I needed to work through to actually accept myself and my relationship and feel confident moving throughout the world. It took me a long time to say that I was dating a woman. I would, um, I would kind of like skate around the word, um, which was easy because my partner's name at the time could have gone either way. Like no one would have known. And so it's say my partner, I would say, you know, whatever it is, because I wasn't sure how people might react if they knew I was in a same sex relationship. These are real fears that came up as I move throughout the world. And I know I'm probably not the only person who's in a um, same sex relationship who's had a similar experience. Um, I actually met this woman a few weeks ago. She has a shop down in Colorado Springs and I noticed her using the same verbiage, uh, my partner and I, this, this, and maybe it was just like, you know, instead of using fiance or wife or, um, girlfriend. I'm not sure where they were at the stage in their relationship. I heard her using partner a lot. And I, I had a moment where I was like, I'm wondering, is she afraid to share that she's in a like same sex relationship? Or is this something that's just more com comfortable and more, um, easily used for her? And I, you know, I could have been projecting my own fears, but there was, you know, there's those moments where you realize not all the world is going to accept this which is a really weird thing because I never in my life had to think, Oh, someone's not going to accept me and my partner, right? Like being in a uh, opposite sex relationship, you don't have to think about those things. It's not even a blip over your radar. And all of a sudden you're in thrown into this and, and you're wondering, are people going to think differently of me because of who I chose to love? Um, again, just sharing little pieces of my experience and I, what I noticed come up for me, 
um, and almost like a little bit of fear around that. Again, I think a lot of that comes from where I grew up. I remember as a kid walking down the street and not noticing any changes in what my parents said or what my family said, but noticing discomfort when there were two guys holding hands walking down the street. Noticing discomfort when maybe a couple kissed. Noticing when there was a more feminine boy at school who was made fun of and poked fun of for being gay, right? You notice these things only when you too could be on the receiving end. You might not pay attention to them as much when they always made me just uncomfortable. I will say that, but like there was never fear around them when now you're the person who is different, right? So I'm sharing this because I think sometimes we don't even realize there's a fear of being, even if you're not a part of the LGBTQ community, being fully who you are being fully who you want to be in this world, um, being all the parts of you because there's that fear of like, well, what are people going to think of this? There are still other areas in my life that I work through that. <laughs> I think it's normal. I don't know, social rejection, wanting to dim things down a bit to make other people comfortable. Um, but yeah, that was a big part of my journey is like understanding how much there was inside of me that was afraid, afraid of what the world was going to think. So after that partnership, my first female-female partnership ended, I really questioned for some time, like, am I gay? Well, I knew I wasn't gay. I knew I was still attracted to men as well. So not fully lesbian. I was like, am I bisexual? Do, was I only attracted to that one female? Are there others? And <laughs> I told one of my friends this. I was like navigating this space when I moved back to Denver. I was like, I really don't know, like um, like what I, what I desire, like who I am. Um, I think that first relationship kind of happened so quickly and I, I like fell so quickly, so fast for this person that I didn't really know if it was the person or their energy or their personality, or if there would be other women that I was attracted to. And, um, I actually took Dahlia, I was navigating this space, in November when I was, I had just moved back. I took Dahlia to the vet and the vet walked in and she looked feminine, but her energy was so masculine. And I was like, who hot damn feeling something here, feeling something here. Um, and that's how I found out I was pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm pansexual. Not pretty sure I am pansexual. That is what I would identify as because it's not just, um, whether someone's female or male, it's like the energy, the energy that I feel from them. Um, and that like masculine energy is really, I don't know what attracts me to someone or, and, or how I feel in someone's energy. So that's my story. I think that's all of my story. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED talk. I don't normally tell like whole life stories without like fully having a purpose for you guys, but I thought I would share my personal experience and maybe it'll help some of you guys out. Thank you for listening. I love you all so much and have a magical day.